Hello, and welcome to Reading Between the Lines, our bi-weekly arts and culture podcast all about the headlines and stories coming out of the University Daily Kansan every single day. I am your host, Wyatt Hall, as always, joined by the wonderful Nicole Dolan. Hello, hello. This week, we are joined by Emerson Karsh Lombardo, Chalk Magazine's new sex columnist. If you have any questions for her column as we talk about everything going on, you can find the submission form on our various social medias or Emerson's social media at Emerson Karsh on Twitter and at The Kink Educator on Instagram. Nicole, take us away. Perfect. Well, Emerson, could you do us a favor and just say a little bit about your column and um, like what inspired you to talk about sex? and educate people about kinks, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, definitely. So my column is just to just answer all of KU students' questions regarding sex, sexuality, gender, kink, fetish, BDSM, anything really under the moon that deals with sex. Um, Because sometimes it can be really hard to find resources out there, especially for like specific questions. Um, And I read all the time. Like I have read so many books on sex and sexuality. I'm also a human sexuality major and I've Mm -hmm. done um, more than a hundred hours of kink and sex research, like Mm -hmm. at the university of Kansas and like outside of the university of Kansas. So I would definitely say I'm a pretty good resource. Um, I have been studying, like I'm a senior, so I've been studying human sexuality since freshman year and my interest in sex education and kink education really started um, probably when I was like 16 or so. I like noticed all my friends started having sex. I mean, we were in high school. I started having sex and mm-hmm. then um, it became such like a taboo topic, but I always loved talking about it. Um, and then by my freshman year, I found out that you could study human sexuality and I was like, okay, this is definitely for me. And then I just started having all these like natural like organic conversations with my peers and I started realizing that there was like a huge lack in education I got into a BDSM research um, lab at KU where we did consent in the terms of BDSM and so then I started talking to my peers about it and I really noticed that there was a big lack of knowledge and that can be really dangerous especially for BDSM and kink because if you don't do things correctly there can be like real harm compared to vanilla sex so right. then I started focusing on my research on kink and BDSM and found that the educational resources can be really inaccessible. I created my Instagram and um, my senior thesis is on kink education. And yeah. Wow. What a sexual journey. <laughs> and so I know that you mentioned like back in high school, like once people started being more sexually active and like questions started to arise and things like that, like, why do you think there is such a lack of conversation among young people about the thing that we know is going on? I think there's just so much shame rooted within sex. I think it starts like right off the bat in sex education. Most sex education is absent based or absent plus plus is what it's called. Only like 18 states require sex education to be medically accurate. And 13 okay. states require the discussion of contraceptives. That's that's it. That's not even a half. Yeah, because there's no like United States like nationwide um, like curriculum like 
based curriculum. It's state by state. Um, but most states are absent based, or I believe, I know it's 30 plus, I want to say 38 states require abstinence to be taught, or there's like scare sex ed is what people talk about is where like during their sex ed, they were really just like scared. I think like a common thing that people come to mind is the mean girl scene where it's like, if you have sex, you will die. Don't have sex because you will get pregnant and die. Don't have sex in the missionary position. Don't have sex standing up. Just don't do it. Promise? Okay, everybody take some rubbers. That's not, like, uncommon. Like, talking to my peers, hearing their sex education stories, like, they were seen, they were, like, shown pictures. They were, like, told all these horror stories. And so I think from, you know, most sex education is taught in middle school or freshman year of high school. So I think after that, it's hard to talk about. I think there's a lot of shame. I also think that because the United States is mostly a Christian it's, you know, Christian domination is the largest religious denomination in the United States and Puritan culture is such rooted within the United States um, that there comes from a lot of shame from that. So I would say like with a combination of religion and a combination of sex ed, sex has just been such a taboo um, and shameful thing. Right. And so what would you say would be the solution in terms of bettering sex education like do you think that starting sex education in middle school is when it should start or do you think it should start earlier like how would you reshape the curriculum so that once people are entering college they have like a vast knowledge of sex and sexual experiences I think that sex education should start as early as kids start talking about sex um most kids access porn before the age of 11. Um, most kids also start masturbating or what we see as masturbating, which is like, um, finding out that the genitals like provide pleasure. They start doing that when they're five or six. Most, most kids will just like, as, as all kids do just, you know, discover their body. So I think that like, as young as like kids start asking is when there should be talked. I don't think there needs to be as in depth, but I think that a large like contribution to sex being taboo is also private parts being taboo. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, girls don't call like moms don't call their, like their girls, um, like vaginas, like vaginas, they'll say like cookies or things like that, which also makes them very susceptible to abuse. Yeah. So if, so this, this like, it's a story that happens all the time, but if you're taught as a child that you're like, I'm talking like in the form of like a female. If I'm taught that my vagina is called a cookie and I go to school and I say something like, oh, my uncle like licked my cookie or things like that, which is a very common thing that oh. happens. The teachers don't have any concept of that that was sexual abuse. Um, and neither do the children because the children don't understand like what their sexual parts actually are oh or what their genitalia means. So that's like really, really important to like, teach your child very young that like, yes, you have a vagina, you have a penis, you might have an in-between of the two and that's mm -hmm. okay. These are body parts. You can, they're still private parts, but like teaching children the impactfulness of that can be really, really important. It also can be really, really important when it comes to sexual assault and talking about consent. Consent isn't talked about in sex education. Um, neither is like things like rape culture. Mm -hmm. um, or anything under the moon, like LGBTQ issues, um, gender, and most people, 
um, know their gender identity when they're about three or four. Um, so like if you are transgender, then most children will know before they hit puberty. Um, so conversations like that can really help so many things in terms of abuse, sexual assault, mental health, gender identity, like so many things could be fixed if like conversations started happening earlier, um, and conversations became less taboo because if sex is something that people don't talk about, then more dangerous things can happen regarding sex, if that makes sense. So, right. Yeah, yeah. I definitely agree. Like I, at least in like my experience, like talking about sex with like an educator, like in school was something that you just didn't do, even though I went to a public school and I just kind of had to figure out everything by myself or through my friends. And it's like, if we are in a institution that's supposed to, you know, educate us, like that should be like a base level, you know, expectation um, to learn about that stuff because like, I didn't even know Uh, like what toll plan B would have on my body until when I took it. And I think that's personally, I think that's messed up (laughs) because um, like you should have, you know, a little bit of knowledge that comes in before actually, you know, doing the action. And so is that sort of like, like personal experience, like a culmination of personal experiences mixed with like, what you've observed of like your friends is that sort of why you wanted to start this column for Chuck? Yeah, definitely. I'm so lucky that I grew up in a household that was so open regarding sex. My sister called my mom like after she lost her virginity, like probably like four hours just because it was such an open thing to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, my family is a really big Broncos fan. Freshman year, I slept with somebody who was a Raiders fan. I came home during winter break and I was like, mom, you're going to disown me. I slept with a Raiders fan. Like these are conversations I have with my mom. Like I talk about my sex life. If I have any like issues, I talk about it with her. My friends who um, have had experience with SDIs, like they talk to my mom. So I was really, really lucky to come like raised in that household because I know not a lot of people get that experience. Um, so I've tried to give that experience to like all of my friends, like everyone knows that if you can come, you can come to me with any like sex, sex education question. I get random texts all the time or like random DMs, like all of the time before I started my King education account, because I would be like, Oh, a friend of a friend told me this. So when I, um, last year, originally I was supposed to start the check, the chalk sex column, but, um, you know, COVID happened and talking about sex during a pandemic is not the most appropriate thing. You know, the pandemic should have been the focus, but that was totally, so um, that was like the original idea is for me to become a resource for like KU peers that like don't know who I am um, as well as like my friends, because I get asked sex education questions like probably weekly and they like range from so many different things from like, what does like, male versus female body like autonomy look like versus like how do I know like when I'm ready to have sex or like how do I start like getting into kink and BDSM like I get so many different questions that we thought that I could I thought that I could like help on like a more large level like on chalk if that makes sense Mm -hmm. I have a bigger picture question for you 
So I, I wrote a column in the opinion section a few months ago talking about how Netflix's sex education uh, teaches kids more about sex than the U.S. <laughs> education system. And I wrote that because it feels like nowadays with how our, our politics and everything are going that we're almost regressing compared to progressing, especially, I mean, this is extremely relevant right now with the whole Supreme Court thing and Roe versus Wade being questioned and just reproductive rights being up in the air. When all of this is going on and it feels at times like we're going backwards and it's hopeless, what, what is something that we all as individuals can do to just in small ways help promote you know, sexual health uh, being comfortable with your body, things like that. So we can all help each other, even when things at the highest level are just all over the place. I think the most like impactful thing you can do is just have conversations, like just have those conversations with your friends about the tricky things about, Oh, I might have an STI. Like, what do I do? Or like for like Nicole mentioned like plan B earlier, Nicole's plan B is not, effective for people who are like over they're not it's not as effective for people over the weight of 155 pounds that's not um commonly known um i'm more than 155 pounds i took plan b you know so having those conversations and getting that education where like like all of my education that i didn't get from books or youtube or wherever i got it have been just from random conversations from random Instagram accounts, um, from random TV shows, random TikToks, honestly. I mean, I back up the knowledge and I like Google it, but I think it's just these conversations that need to be happening where you can get little snippets and pieces of information, like that plan B information. Okay, if I'm over 155 pounds, what do I do? The next best option is to get an emergency IUD. And that's not as talked about. And it's also like scary, like, getting plan B in general is like a scary experience to have. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember I like went in the aisle and I like cried. Um, and I was really, really nervous that they weren't going to like let me check out. Um, because actually in the state of Kansas, um, any like pharmacy cannot sell you something if an abortion can occur, like any drugs or anything. So like there was a possibility that I could have walked into that Walgreens and the pharmacist could have said no. Like legally, they're allowed to do that. It depends on state by state, but I know in Kansas that's like a thing, um, oh or any other drug. Because not just Plan B, like there are just random drugs people take that can cause abortions or miscarriages. So a pharmacist could say no. And so I was like terrified. Luckily, we live in Lawrence, the Walgreens pharmacy pharmacist. I've always had positive experiences with, but I think just gaining that knowledge and then sharing that knowledge is the best thing to do. I also would say like finding books that you're most comfortable with because sometimes people don't want to have those conversations. I don't know if the world is going to turn into a Ray Bradbury novel or The Handmaid's Tale, <laughs> but if you get those books now, I like the book Come As You Are. I think that really helps for like talking and it expressing like sex especially for females it's it's a more like female point of view book but i would say like it's impactful for like anyone so i think my two answers would just be having these conversations sharing these snippets of knowledge that you gain 
um, for everyone just like kind of like, but you know, that yeah. game where it's like you whisper something to somebody and then they whisper it to somebody else. Telephone. Telephone. Yeah. Make, you know, and that still makes sex like a little like of a hush and taboo topic. But honestly, with the new like Supreme Court nomination, we got to find ways to get around what might happen. I just wanted to say that I appreciate you being so willing and open with like strangers, just, you know, sliding into your DMs with, you know, basic sex questions or anything, because I think that especially in college, it's such a transformative time in our lives. It's like, it's really nice to have someone in your corner that's like rooting for you um, because I grew up and surrounded myself with a lot of people that um, sex was actually seen as like pretty shameful. Um, and I know that uh, it can be super personal and sometimes you don't know which friends are going to turn from you if you express certain things. So um, I just wanted to say this is so cool that you are opening yourself up like to the university to say, hey, I'm that friend in the corner that you can tell <laughs> anything to because it is so taboo. Um, and it's crazy because we're adults and we should be able to talk about this. But yeah. And a lot of sex happens in college. A lot of people have their sex exploration and their sex journeys while in college because, you know, that's a part of being like a college adult. Like you're away from your parents. You have your own room or half room if you're in a dorm. So I think that that happens a lot is people want to explore sex a lot in college, but don't know how. So where do you want to take this and all your knowledge? Are you wanting to be a sort of sex therapist in the future? Is this just something you like doing on the side? What's going on with, with the future of the kink educator? Um, definitely a career. Um, originally I wanted to be a sex therapist. Um, that's a lot of schooling and I do want to go to school. Um, but I also love sex education. The unfortunate thing is that there's not a lot of career options. You kind of have to make your own path when it comes to the sexuality field. So being a sex therapist and a sex educator at the same time is like a very valid choice. And one of the choices that like I would love to do, um, I want to become uh, like a kink educator specifically, like I would love to do workshops. I would love to like go to universities and have conversations. Um, one of my dreams is to study at the Kinsey Institute and in the, at the university of Indiana, uh, it's like the sex research Institute. Um, like my ultimate dream would be to be a sex educator for a few years, go to grad school to be a sex therapist, be a sex therapist while also like doing research. Cause a lot of professors can do both within the realm of like psychology. Um, but not a specific goal, but I definitely want to stay in the sex sexuality field. Um, there's also something called a sex coach, which is like the next step after sex therapy. Like once you, so sex therapy is to figure is to really go through a lot of shame and trauma. And then the, after sex therapy, you go to a sex coach and they're like, okay, so now that we've figured out the same trauma, like let's get you having like really good, fun, pleasurable sex there's not a ton of institutes that like teach you how to be a sex coach. Like there's one big one online, but that those are the interests. But 
I guess the answer is yes, I want to be in the sexuality field. I still don't know in what capacity. I also love to work in a sex shop. Um, my ultimate dream is to own a sex shop that has education and books, mm-hmm. like a library, and as well as like an educational space to do things like education, but also to do things like welcome like a local drag queen and teach how to do beginner drag makeup, like things like that. That's the yeah. ultimate goal and dream, but I need to save a lot of money for that. <laughs> Sounds very cool, though. It's a great dream to have. Thank you. You know, I think we are all rooting for you <laughs> to Thank go you. wherever you'd love to go. Um, I definitely will be texting you my questions <laughs> that I have in terms of like, you know, personal pleasure and things like that. Because I think that a conversation about, you know, women and masturbation is like something that's like, you just don't talk about it, but you know what happens. And uh, yeah, so I'll keep those to myself and ask Emerson that on my own time. But um, yeah, thank you for being here. Of course. Thank yeah. you for having me. <laughs> yeah, can't wait to read the column. Uh, maybe we can have you on one of these off the record episodes at some point to just talk in oh, depth absolutely. about whatever and whenever. Which is <laughs> um, so. Our final question for you. This is going to put you on the spot a little bit. What is a good hot take that you have, preferably on the topic of sex? But if you can't think of a sex hot take, hit us with anything. More people are into kinks than you think they are. More people have kinks and fetishes. Fetishes are not weird. As long as you're doing it in a healthy and consensual way, kinks are not weird as long as you're doing it in a healthy and consensual way and that you're not messed up or weird or anything. And like more people are engaging in kink and BDSM than you think they are. (laughs) That's good. That's good. There we go. Nicole, you have anything else you want to add before we go? I want to add that, uh, off the record co-hosts all took the BDSM test last week. It was very interesting. It was I a good time. I did not expect myself to get 99% vanilla. Personally offended. <laughs> um, and that's all I have to say. <laughs> but um, my partner is also like 96% vanilla. So it works and it's great. So. Vanilla is valid too. <laughs> true thank you for affirming me but of course. <laughs> um those are all the questions that i have wyatt if you want to take us out yeah that is our show everybody thank you once again to emerson coming on and talking about her wonderful new column coming out on chalk uh pretty soon you'll be seeing it on your social media feeds soon you can read all the different uh juicy questions and have your questions answered Um, remember to follow or subscribe to us on spotify apple podcasts google podcasts wherever you get your audio content to be notified whenever we release a new episode every other week nicole where can they find us on social media you can find us on instagram at university daily kansan and at kansan news on twitter also, you can find Emerson at, at Emerson Karsh on Twitter and at The Kink Educator on Instagram if you want to give her a follow or a DM. Do so. Her content's great. Be looking out for our next episode in a couple weeks talking about all the headlines and stories coming out of the UDK. Thank you guys for listening. Peace.